This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. The musky madness is about to begin. And we got a couple of guys who are more than ready. Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service talks about what he's been catching while he waits for muskie season to open. And, of course, gets us ready for the muskie opener. And was fired up for his first ever Fast Five. Plus, Steve Sapaniak of Predator Guide Service. It says it right in the name. Predator Guide Service. He has been waiting for muskies. We'll find out if they're ready for 10,000 casts next. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I wanna do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much F-I-S-H-I-I-N, fishing Fishing F-I-S-H-I-I-N, fishing Fishing I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better looking Jason. And this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, he's on the water as we speak. It's Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service. But he's, he's actually at his other job today. And that is as a teacher in the Monagas system. But what do you guys got going on on the water today? Yeah, it's a pretty cool event here, Kev. We have our all of our Special Olympics athletes out on the water today. We always do an ice fishing event with them and a summer fishing event. And today we're on the water doing our summer fishing event. We call it our Monagas Special Olympics Fishing and Adventure Day. It's a lot of fun. All right. And so you'll be out uh, having a good time on the water today. And then uh, I suppose just a few more days of school and then you get to be full-time guide for a while. Yeah, it gets busy. We've already been guiding quite a bit already, uh, especially after schools. It's really nice that the that the light is, um, you know, quite a bit longer as far as daylight goes, and we are able to get on the water a lot even after school. But, yeah, it gets really busy here after school, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So you've been out, uh, I mean, we know for you, you know, the real fishing starts this weekend, and we'll get into that. <laughs> but as you have been waiting for that day, uh, what have you been catching in the meantime? Yeah, you know, the Park Rapids area is super diverse, has lots of opportunities here. 
And we've had trips for a little bit of everything as far as uh, what clients are looking for and everything. But as far as the bike goes, it's been really good for almost about everything. It's a great time of year to get out fishing from the panfish bite, especially the crappie bite has been really, really fun. And one of my favorites besides uh, muskies is, is the smallmouth bass. And we have so many great opportunities for, for both smallmouth and largemouth bass here in the Park Rapids area. And that's kind of what I've been targeting the most. I've had some some anglers from all over the country, from Nashville, Tennessee, to um, Arkansas, you name it. We're, we've been all over the place, but we've really been targeting lots of bass lately, from largemouth to smallmouth bass, and, and the bite's been really good. I tell you, I've seen a lot of pictures already this spring of some really big bass. Yeah, it's just a really fun bite this time of year, um, and 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 obviously the smallmouth now they're they're getting to do their thing as far as honestly you know getting onto their beds and 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 um, doing um, their spawning rituals. So that's kind of coming down the pipe as we move forward here in in our northern Minnesota lakes. Uh, but yeah, the largemouth bass and the smallmouth bass prior to this, prior to that pre-spawn, um, has just been a really really fun bite. Now, um, have you been on some of the better-known lakes in your area, or have you been on secret lakes you can't tell me about? <laughs> no, a little bit of everything. I've been both back in the backwoods, as they would say, and also on some pretty common lakes that you'd find here in the Park Rapids area, from the Fishhook Chain. Potato Lake has been a lot of fun this year. You also have Big Sand, Little Sand, which is the Man Trap Chain. That's also a great bass lake, specifically for smallmouth bass. So a little bit of variety um, as far as where I've been so far this spring. What have uh, you heard from the walleye guys, or have you been catching some walleyes too? Yeah, the walleye bite has been good. Maybe not quite as hot <laughs> as the Bemidji area, <laughs> because yeah. we've, uh, we've heard that that bite has been really, really spectacular here so far this spring. But we're still getting some walleyes as well, and sometimes we've had some of these cloudier, cool front days here uh, a couple times this week, and sometimes those walleyes are even pushing up even shallow, even after the post-spawn, and we're often catching a few walleyes right as we're targeting um, some of the smallmouth bass areas. So the, the walleye bite has been pretty solid, too. It has been uh, very solid up here, as you noted. Uh, some really hot bites going on, so that's a lot of fun. And I like, uh, you know, this time of year, as you noted, because uh, there's a lot of things biting. And, uh, you know, if, if something decides to s- shut down for a little while, you got plenty of other options. It just makes it for a fun time, especially if you have kids in the boat and stuff, whether whether you want to go for the, some panfish action, even some northern pike, which have just been really They've kind of been going crazy lately. I can't tell you the number of northern pike we've caught while going for smallmouth or walleyes, and, and they're a lot of fun to bring in, too, especially when you have kids in the boat. So the bite overall so far this spring has just been a lot of fun. Um, what are you using mainly? You know, a lot of times we're using a lot of artificials uh, when it comes to the, the bass bite. I love using crankbaits or hard baits, swim baits, hair jigs, that type of thing on the bass side of things. On the walleye side of things, your jig and minnow bite is still kind of king right now, but it's starting to transition into more of some leeches and even crawlers already. So it's, it's getting more towards, I'm not going to say those summer patterns because we're away from that yet, but you're starting to find some of those other live bait options uh, being a pretty good choice when it comes to walleyes. You know, you're uh, just like so many of the guides I talk to, and that is you're a teacher. Uh, I know so many guides, in fact, just talking to Jason last week, a teacher who right. who then gets that summer guide uh, business going as well. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a perfect match, isn't it? Ah, uh, it's so awesome. I and I would never 
give up teaching. I just, uh, I love to work with kids and I'm mostly at the junior high realm. So sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And, and I just really enjoy teaching, but yeah, if for a guy that loves to fish as much as I do, it's kind of uh, kind of the perfect world when I get to spend most of my summers on the water. So it really works out pretty sweet. Um, and, and again, there's so many teachers that are also guides and, and I think it goes back to the fact that, uh, a lot of the same skill set, um, just Jason pointed out patience as a teacher and sometimes you got to be patient as a guide but also the the communication skills and the ability to teach people things that's what it's all about it really comes down when you get anybody in the boat you know what I mean it's really about providing them a fun experience that's besides the actual catching the fish portion of it it's really about those people skills that we talk about and uh, and providing them with the best experience possible and just being willing to listen everybody loves to tell you about their fishing stories or about the big fish they caught you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i always enjoy those stories as well so yeah like you said it really comes down to just enjoying working with people and and fishing with people and just having those good people skills so in the early part of the season may uh prior to you know minnesota to schools getting out where, where are your uh, where are your uh, clients coming from are they in state out state little of both little of both definitely a little bit of both out of state for certainly as as far as i've had so far this year already um in fact i think i've only had one in-state client here in the month of may otherwise everything else here uh has been out of state believe it or not so it's it's a pretty big mixed bag especially when we get more towards the musky side of thing uh as we get towards this weekend it's it's a lot quite a few out-of-staters as well on the musky side of thing too so it's like you would say i would say a mixed bag well isaiah has been patiently waiting for the opportunity to talk about musky and later on in the show that opportunity will arrive along with facing his first fast five but speaking of muskies another guy who's been waiting patiently for that musky opener is steve saponiak we'll check in with him next This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. This is Dick Beardsley and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Checking in once again with Steve Sapaniak of Predator Guide Service, and let's just get down to brass tacks, Steve. This is your time. This is what you've been waiting for. I have been chomping at the bit, Kevin. I know the next couple of nights I'm not going to be able to get much sleep. It's like that all the time. I get it really bad, the same thing when it comes opening day of deer hunting. Musky season is no better. I'm like, like a little kid in a candy store, Kevin. Just can't wait to get out. I've got my month of June pretty much booked as it is right now. A um, couple days left open, that's about it. But, yeah, I've got people for the first two and a half weeks, and then i got a couple days off. So, you know, let the action and the fun begin. Well, you, you mentioned deer hunting and the opening of musky season. And to me, uh, musky hunting... Or it, musky is like hunting. It is more uh, that type of approach than t- standard fishing. Definitely, Kevin. I mean, you're ahead of the ball game when you said that word hunting, and that's exactly what it is. You know, muskies are territorial, also, or they can be. Not all, every one of them, but for the majority of them, yes, they're territorial. And once you find a nice sized muskie that it doesn't want to hit, you got to come up with a game plan. you got to figure out, okay, I approach this spot every day at 6 o'clock. 
well, let's try something different. Let's approach it at uh, 6.30 a.m. instead of 6 a.m. You know, I always approach that spot from the northeast, you know, corner of the wee bed. Well, go from the southwest corner and approach the spot. you got to mix it up, just like in deer hunting. you got to have an attack plan and laid out. And once you get that concept and realize this is what you have to do, change, you know, uh, think outside the bun, as the saying goes, you're going to become more successful. You know, that's the key. But, yes, you're definitely right, Kevin. Musky fishing is truly musky hunting. Well, I know you've been out on the water patrolling. Have you uh, have you spotted any of the critters yet? Yeah, we've seen a couple. We've seen a couple from afar. I'm going to do more scouting here in the next day or two. Uh, talked with uh, a, a DNR agent again and everything uh, that I have living close by to me. And he said, uh, he told me right straight out a couple weeks ago, you know, he had his hands around a 65-inch. He said it was probably 63 to 65-inch, Steve. He wow. said we let her go. You know, we got her in a survey and everything. So uh, true monsters are there. And I'm going to check it out, but I don't want to start fishing for them ahead of time. I see some guys, Kevin, go out there a day or two ahead of time, and they're chucking, you know, musky lures. And when the game warden stops and talks with them, you know, they're, they're right away saying, well, hey, we're just after Northern Pike. Big difference, folks. Don't get caught. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you know, the the muskies are are a pretty precious resource, and as big and mean as they can be, uh, they're also very fragile at times. Oh, most definitely. Again, you got it right on the spot. You know, they are. Uh, the biggest mistake I hear people say is wear out that fish as soon as you can and get it boated. Well, how are you going to release unharmed a fish that's totally worn out and exhausted? Like I tell everybody, like that big 50-some pounder we got last year, Ryan Krebs got from uh, Williston. He came up and he fishes with me every every chance he can, which is every year, basically three times a year. Anyway, I kept telling him, just take it easy. Don't horse it. And, Kevin, that's exactly what happened. It was a hot day. We play, He played it for 25, 30 minutes. We uh, got into the boat, knitted it, got quick pictures, and unhooked it, and... Uh, no, that fish went back to the abyss from where it came from, all healthy all healthy as can be. So, you know, wear out the fish gently and slowly. Don't horse it. And, yeah, they are a fragile resource. Like you said, I have seen fish die of heart attacks or exhaustion. We, we try to avoid that as much as possible. Okay. Well, I tell you what, uh, again, it's, it, it, Mille Lacs is such a unique lake. It's just a healthy lake for so many species. We all know smallmouth bass. We know uh, plenty of walleyes in there. And uh, as you noted, we know there are big muskies cruising around in there. Definitely, definitely. You know, huge northern pike, too. I've seen northern pike in excess of 50 inches on Mille Lacs Lake. That's impressive for northern pike. A lot of people go to Canada for that kind of fun. Uh, like you said, smallmouth bass, largemouth bass is abundant. The crappie action is just starting to pick up decently on Mille Lacs Lake in some spots. You know, sunfish, same with sunfish. So I think we're going to have ourselves, like the word goes, a plethora of different excitement happening here, not only with just the muskies, but everything else is coming to a nice, you know, peak also, Kevin. It is. I mean, we're in that time of year, and we're actually going to have some decent weather, which should uh, get things triggered a little bit more. Uh, from now until, you know, into July is, is a time where the average, you know, not hardcore can enjoy his time on the water, his or her time on the water, because the weather's going to be, by and large, decent, and the bite's going to be pretty good across the board. 
Definitely. You know, it's it's a win-win situation with the way things are going. Like you said, decent weather and the bite's just starting to get going. I fished last Saturday, you know, not only Malax Lake, but a couple of other smaller lakes. I have one of my sons with and his lovely wife, and we found a beautiful mess of nice bluegills and largemouth bass. And, um, you know, it was a season where we could, Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, where we could keep a couple largemouth bass, and we did for the table. They were pretty good. The uh, bluegills were fantastic also as well. There is a lot of lakes to fish besides just Mille Lacs Lake in the area. So, yeah, learn to hop around. I've got everything and anything in my boat right now for equipment, which, which I know i got to get rid of the panfish and everything else and concentrate on the muskies, but definitely go out and have some fun. Well, I heard that uh, if we want to get uh, educated on muskies, uh, you've got some, uh, you got some articles out there we can take a look at. Oh, definitely. Muskie Hunter just came out uh, June, July issue, and I've got an article in there uh, which is all about muskies in the milfoil. Trophies in the milfoil is what it's called. Uh, you can uh, check it out, folks. It's on the newsstand, uh, Outdoor News. I submitted a couple articles on muskie fishing with them. I'm hoping they publish them. They've always been good and everything. They're great paper for taking care of uh, people with a lot of experience in fishing and hunting and taking care of the people who don't have a lot of experience in fishing and hunting. They will educate you. So that's a good thing right there in itself. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's time to get out and do some reading and everything. I get my knowledge from reading. I get my knowledge from talking to people. I also get my knowledge from 40-some years chasing muskies like, a, like how would we say it, you know, like a person who's addicted to it. And that's basically what I am. Well, so what did you write about this time? It was, you know, how the muskies relate to the milfoil. We're all tired of all the invasive species and we don't like them i don't like them either you know stony uh, starwort all that kind of stuff eurasian milfoil which i talked about uh there's zebra mussels there's a uh, rusty crayfish my god that's one that scares me kevin rusty mm-hmm. crayfish they will eat all the cabbage weed beds on every lake they can and they eat the roots so folks try to make sure you don't get those in your lake but i wrote about how the muskies will relate to the milfoil it causes different types of structure they're not used to but they sure adapt to it in a hurry that milfoil kevin is so thick like a carpet it does not not allow too much sun through to start photosynthesis so down below the milfoil it could be anywhere from four degrees three degrees to maybe six seven degrees cooler excuse me cooler than the surface temperature so that's a plus right there it offers great cover that's another plus and it offers also protection for every other kind of uh, fish species, game fish, bait fish, or prey fish, so that offers virtually a smorgasbord for the for the muskies to enjoy. So why leave it? Now, when Ryan played that big 50-some pounder last year, I had to play catch-up with the uh, main motor. The trolling motor couldn't keep up. And that muskie, I had to start the main motor at least 10, 12 times to chase it. And every time that thing took off, I went to another huge pocket in the milfoil. And when I got to these pockets... To slow down and hover over it, I could see other muskies moving through these pockets as well. So this is a prime spot for muskies to relate to. Besides Malax, where else are you going to find muskies in your area? Well, that's a great question. Uh, Cedar Lake has muskies close by to Malax Lake. Uh, I heard of a couple other lakes right now. I'm going to sort of keep it quiet, but uh, you can go to like uh, Sugar Lake in Annandale. Uh, you can fish Shaman, a lake by Motley, uh, Fish Trap Lake up there by Motley. has got some nice muskies in it as well. You can head over towards Waconia, towards the cities. So you've got yourself a good area there. Uh, a couple places, uh, one place I was going to say I sent a few people to, clients over the years, has been 
Rebecca Lake near the cities. You only can use an electric trolling motor, Kevin, but my goodness, it's got some monsters in there, and uh, at times they're readily available. So there's a good selection to go to. If you want to head towards Duluth, there's that island lake up there. It's got a lot of rocks. Be careful. That's also the lake that uh, people, uh, a muskie had taken a bite, you know, clamped onto a young lady's foot. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, that does happen, you know, and you got everybody saying, kill all the muskies, you know. No, it happens, you know. And here is the reason why it happened. She had on ankle bracelets. And for any fish in the water, that looks like a lure. That's an attraction. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I did not, I was not aware. I heard the story. I hadn't heard that part of it. Yeah, anything, anytime you got something shiny, my God, you're, you're attracting. You are attracting different fish. Uh, let's put it this way. Remember all the years we swam in the lake and we'd always get nibbled by uh, sunfish and perch? Yep. Well, thank God they didn't have teeth, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so what are you going to be throwing out there this uh, opening weekend? Great question, Kevin. Without a doubt, I'm going to be relying on uh, my old standbys forever throughout the whole season. Uh, small is the key. I'm going to start off with four to six inch phantoms. Phantoms are great lures. Spinner baits. In my book, you know, and it's always been this way, the rad dog spinnerbait is one of the top. There is one of the top three spinnerbaits you will ever find, the rad dog lure. Without a dog, folks. Uh, double tens, double uh, eights, or double sixes. Musky Mayhem's got some good stuff over there that, you know, needs to be thrown. Little suics have been very, very popular. I, I enjoy throwing little suics. Fideli Musky Candy Spin is one of the top three other spinnerbaits, as well as uh, Fideli Musky Candy. That's been a great lure. There was a picture from 18 years ago. It shows a, po- it's a poster. It says, these two guys... I've taken over 500 muskies each. You could, too, with a muskie candy. If you take a look on the top left, it's a younger version of me, you know, and we've taken well over a few thousand muskies on that lure alone. So that's a lot of the different lures to be thrown this time of year. I always think outside the bun. Again, what we're going to be throwing, like we have the last four or five years, is also going to be, Kevin, the baby beaver lure. That lure is fantastic. It has taken some mighty big fish for us, including that one well over 50 pounds last year. Baby beaver lure. Those are great lures. And one thing I always get asked by people is how, you know, you got it made, Steve, your fishing guide. You know, guys got it made. They, they get everything free. They get to do what they want. They can go anywhere. You know, you get money. No, we don't. We work our tails off. I'm sticking up for all the guys that's out there. You know, we work hard to get where we go. You know, as far as pro staffs, I'm on a few pro staffs, and I enjoy it, you know, but I got lucky. You know, my writing has helped a lot. You know, Crestliner, Mercury, Motor Guide, Lawrence Electronics are my top, you know, pro staff. Just recently, I got accepted to Clam Outdoors pro staff. I'm very proud to be on that pro staff as well, Kevin. Clam Outdoors is fantastic. I'm sponsored by two Tamer Rods. Been with them for 18 years. Rad Dog Lures, Muskie Mayhem, Suic Lures. They're all, all been sponsors of mine, and there's been quite a few others, you know, so... Do we get everything free, folks? No. <laughs> do we get a discount once in a while? Yes, we get a discount once in a while. Are we? Do we have it made and everything? You know what? We work our tails off. I know a lot of guides, and I'm sure I know you do too. Yeah, I know a lot of guides. We all work our tails off for what we got, and a lot of the guides I know, their wives have left them. You know, I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. I got a wonderful wife, and boy, I tell you what, I thank God every day for her. I tell you what, when you talk about guides working hard, um, you know, I people think I get up early, you know, and uh, most guides I know of are waking up even earlier than I am, and that's uh, long before the sun comes up. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not all glamorous. That's a fact. No, that's for sure. In fact, uh, I'll be starting my opening day musky trip probably at five, between five and six. 
And that usually means I'm up two to two and a half hours before my trip starts. I want to make sure I'm, I'm ready. I got everything in my mindset. All the equipment and everything will be in the boat the night before. I'm all set there, you know. I just got to make sure I am mentally ready, not only physically, but mentally. And, you know, a couple of beers the night before probably won't happen this time around. But after <laughs> the first week, yeah, I'm going to start enjoying everything and relax. <laughs> all right. Well, it's coming. It's musky opener this weekend. A lot of guys are fired up for it, including Steve Sapaniak. Steve, if people are wanting to head over your way and... Uh, and learn all about the muskies and have an expert help them. How do they get li- lined up with you? Hey, thanks, Kevin. Hey, folks, go to my website, predatorguideservice.com. Check out all the big fish. I got all the prices and everything. I got all the information for you. Give me a call. My home phone number is on there. Or call myself. I'll be happy to talk with you and get something lined up. You know, I've done a lot of back-to-back trips you know, just to help get other people out. Cell number is 320-333. Two nine four one. Give me a call. Let's make it happen. All right, Steve. Good luck this weekend, and uh, I know you're fired up, so I'll just step out of the way and let you get ready. Kevin, thank you very much, and as usual, I'm honored to be on your show, sir. Coming up next, more musky talk with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service, plus his first ever Fast Five. Hi, this is Chuck Hassey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. This is Bro reminding you that the coolest people are on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. And Kevin Jackson, too. Checking back in with Isaiah Hahn of You Bet Fishing Guide Service. He is fired up for the musky opener, so let's talk about that. I just had Caleb Shaflick on the show from the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office about the big study they're doing on man trap. I think they're in the second year of that. And certainly, anecdotally, I know you can tell us there's a lot of muskies in that lake and there's a lot of big muskies in that lake. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite lakes uh, to target when we're talking muskies in the Park Rapids area, and that's big man trap. And and Caleb is just the best. I was able to uh, head out on the water with him a couple times this spring and as far as volunteering and helping uh, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources with their um, population study for uh, muskies on big man trap and just an awesome experience and I'm so thankful that Caleb let me come along and he's like oh you're probably more of a help than you think you are I'm like no I'm just here just to enjoy it because I I get such a kick out of it and such a good experience so I really encourage all anglers or listeners for that matter to really check with your local department of natural resources they're always looking for volunteer help and even better than that it's not only are you helping but it's a pretty cool experience especially if you're into fishing so I've certainly heard a lot more about uh, man-trap muskies the last several years. Are you seeing more pressure on that lake? Yeah, you know, we have still a really good population uh, of muskies on man-trap. Definitely uh, quite a few high population as far as adult age. And when I mean adults, we're talking anywhere between, generally it takes about seven years for them to reach about uh, 40 inches. And that's, that's when they're uh, what would be considered um, adult age. 
as far as sexually mature and everything. Mm -hmm. And there's a really good population of adult sexually mature muskies between that 40 and 44 inch range of muskies in Big Man Trap Lake. Now, obviously, you have the potentials for some quite a bit larger ones, that 50 inch class fish as well. So the population is, is quite it's doing really good, I would say, as far as big man trap goes. And I was also working with Caleb in the Department of Natural Resources. I was really excited to hear and see how much natural reproduction is happening on that lake, which is really good news as well. Now, getting to your other question as far as pressure goes, yeah, there is, <laughs> there is plenty of musky pressure on big man trap lake, that is for sure, uh, which is, I guess, in, 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 you know, in the long run, probably a good thing. And, and here's why I would say that's a good thing, because it's becoming more popular, more, you know, hopefully we're educating people more on how popular musky fishing is becoming. So that should only help out, hey, you know, when it comes to spawning and, and, and helping out the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources with finances when it comes to stocking these fish in a lot of our Minnesota lakes. So I'm hoping that's a good thing as we move forward. But yeah, when it comes to the fishing side of things it is um it is pretty pretty heavily populated uh pressured lake when it comes for muskies what is intriguing to you about muskies oh man well first off the the biggest predator that swims in fresh water there is absolutely nothing else in fresh water that can provide you that same experience when it comes to having a muskie literally attack your bait right at the edge of your feet, right at boat side when you're doing that figure eight maneuver. There's just nothing else like it in fresh water. So, and, and I, more than anything, I really enjoy the challenge. It's so challenging as, as we've said many times in your, on the show before, it's, you know, a fish of 10,000 casts and, and I enjoy that challenge and I enjoy getting anglers on, uh, on truly a fish of a lifetime. So I think that's why I enjoy it the most. When did you first go muskie fishing? You know, I I have musky fish when I was uh, probably in junior high to my uh, lower senior high grades around that freshman, sophomore years when I first started it. And I wasn't like hooked right away, to be honest with you. I was so into bass fishing and I enjoy, I um, uh, entered a lot of bass tournaments in southern Minnesota. That's kind of how I really got into fishing as the bass tournament side of things. And then as I got older, definitely into my college years, obviously going to uh, school at Bemidji State University, that's when I really got hooked is, is the musky side of uh, things. I definitely got the musky fever, as they say, and um, that's where really where it started, probably my college age. Um, but I had musky fish and had caught muskies prior to that. But as far as actually getting the musky fever, <laughs> that probably definitely happened uh, in my, you know, early 20s for sure, without a doubt. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, once once you got it, it's it's uh, pretty impossible to shake it off from what I've seen. <laughs> you can't shake it off and make sure that you have the finances to support yourself <laughs> because it's not a cheap sport, but it's so worth it. It's so fun, and it's just uh, it's an absolute blast. So uh, this weekend, what are you going to be throwing at the muskies? Yeah, so, you know, obviously late ice this season, we got, you know, fairly cool water temperatures to compared to what we would normally have this time of year. So um, definitely, you know, I would start shallow. That's where we'll be starting uh, this weekend in some shallow water, um, not necessarily sight fishing, but really kind of more of a run and gun type uh, maneuver as far as finding these muskies and smaller size bucktails are always a good option. I also really enjoy crankbaits. Oftentimes 
overlooked when it comes to the musky world are smaller size crankbaits, especially up in shallow water. So that can be um, a good option as well. But you can't can't go wrong with a bucktail right now. Top water might not be there, but it really depends on where these muskies are at as far as moods go, weather patterns, that type of thing. But generally from a bucktail standpoint to a crankbait standpoint, that's a good place to start. Is that all you're going for this weekend? It's 100% without a doubt (laughs) muskies. We will be targeting muskies all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then from after that, next week, it's a combination from muskie trips to some smallmouth bass trips and walleye trips. But yeah, as far as this weekend goes, I'm focused on the biggest predator that swims in fresh water. That's for sure. Are you uh, sticking to one lake or are you going to move around this weekend? You know, I'll probably move around, um, you know, locally. I'll definitely, you know, check out Big Man Trap. I got to do that, of course, because it's local and stuff. I might hit a few of those Bemidji area lakes as well, and maybe some of those lakes over by Detroit Lakes as well. So I've I've, I've kind of got a mixed bag and an idea of where I want to go. Um, so it, it'll be kind of a combination, and it's really going to pay close attention to those weather patterns and those water temperatures as far as what lakes I might want to hit and what lakes might be a little bit more active than the next. And if people want to uh, do a muskie or any kind of trip with you, Isaiah, uh, what are your, what would you say is your specialty as far as area goes and uh, how can they get something lined up? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Kev. So, you know, when it comes to a multi-species trip, we definitely hang around the Park Rapids area, that's for sure, whether it's smallmouth bass, largemouth bass, panfish, walleyes. When it comes to the muskie side of things, I have a little bit bigger range. I'll go up, you know, as far north as Bemidji, as far east from Park Rapids to the Walker area and hit up Leaks Lake. I also do quite a bit of fishing uh, west of Park Rapids in the Detroit Lakes area as well. So I have a little bit bigger range when it comes to the muskie side of things. But the biggest thing to do is just call, ask plenty of questions, and uh, and then from there we can get you as far as organized and, and provide you with the best experience possible when it comes to either a multi-species trip or even for your first-time muskie angler as well. So whatever they're looking for, we can help provide and and you can find me on social media but truly the best thing to do is just give me a call and that's 218-308-8695 okay before we wrap it up are you familiar with the fast five absolutely kev i listen to your show here buddy i am ready for the fast five and i haven't been practicing but i think you know as a school teacher i'm ready to fire away here (laughs) okay i had these prepared but one of them is going to be really easy i already know the answer but we're going to ask it anyway so (laughs) fast five 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 question number one what is your favorite fish to catch without a doubt the musky lunge all right what is your favorite fish to eat you know, this might surprise you. Obviously, I, I love eating walleye and everything, the Minnesota State fish, but if I had to pick my number one favorite fish to eat, it would be bluegills, without a doubt. Okay, wow. Uh, yep. Question number three. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, man, I'm a big-time comedy guy, so I would have to go on the comedy side of things. So one of my ultimate favorite movies is Tommy Boy. I'm a big Chris Farley fan, so I love Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy's right, old classic comedy movie. Yep. <laughs> if you need to just get some laughs and something to boost your mood, you can't go wrong with Tommy Boy. I right. love Tommy Boy, absolutely. All right, what is your favorite pizza topping? Oh, favorite pizza topping? Chicken and bacon ranch pizza. That's my favorite. Wow. Wow, that's a kind of newfangled there. All right. This is an important question. Question number five. Will the Twins win the Central Division? Uh, I'm a big sports fan. 
big Vikings fan, unfortunately. Let's talk about those twins now. When it comes to the twins, I think, you know, we have the lead right now. And if we can just stay healthy, if we stay healthy, I am going to say we're going to win the division. Okay, question 5A. If we win the division, <laughs> will we win a game? Just one. Uh, we just got to get over that hump and win, actually win a playoff game, right? Yes. I think, <laughs> I think we can do it, man. I feel like this is the year I'm a big Buxton fan. He seems like he's ready to rock and roll this year. So I'm going to say we're going to win the division and we're going to win a playoff game. I can't guarantee a playoff series, but I think we'll win a playoff game. <laughs> that alone would be historic at this point. All right. Amen. amen. <laughs> you heard it from Isaiah first. We'll see if it happens. Isaiah Hahn from You Bet Fishing Guide Service, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much, Kev, and uh, great talking to you. Before we wrap it up for the day, once again, want to remind you that we don't always get the entire interview on the radio show because we have certain time constraints. But if you want to hear the entire interview and you want to be able to listen at your convenience, just subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the PodMN app, which will get you access to a ton of other Minnesota podcasts as well. Or you can just go to the website, kbunsportsradio.com or kb101fm.com. Click on Podcasts, click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, and you can listen to any of them that you want. Once again, thanks to Steve Sapaniak and Isaiah Hahn for joining me today, and thank you for joining us as well. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. <laughs>